Sit back and listen and enjoy my podcast about health, wellness, fitness, yoga, business, and life. I talk about everything from ways of eating healthy, mindfulness, yoga, working out, manifesting, to pop culture, momming, adulting. I try to have fun and laugh at myself along the way of my sometimes stressed out and frazzled life. This is Fit, Fun, and Frazzled, and I am your host, Nikki Lanigan. I am obsessed with Metabolism Super Powder from Saqqara. It is one of my favorite new add-ins that I use daily, either in my smoothie or I put it in my coffee. It gives me energy I need for my usual mid-afternoon energy slumps. I am less bloated and it eases my nightly sugar cravings. So you can add it to your coffee, blend a scoop in your smoothie, you can bake with it. Um, You can just add it to your daily rituals to help support your metabolism, curb your sugar cravings, and fend off bloat from sunrise to sunset. It has in it these key ingredients to help ease bloat, support lipid metabolism, helps curb sugar cravings, like I've said, and it helps lower your level of cortisol. And that is AKA, that is the stress hormone. It helps maintain a healthy blood sugar level. It helps support gut health and it helps support digestion. So head to www.sakara, that is S-A-K-A-R-A.com. Click on Metabolism Super Powder. The link is in my show notes. And when you go to check out, add the code all caps, XO Nikki Wellness for 20% off your entire order. Welcome to Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. This is episode 142, and today my guest is Beth Baker. Beth is a certified running coach that knows how bad running sucks until it doesn't. After overcoming her own fear of running, she's gone on to personally coach over 2,500 non-runners to run distances from 5K to marathons. She's been featured in Runner's World magazine. In addition to her passion for running, she loves tacos, beer, and hosting her own podcast called Why We Run. In today's episode, we talk about steps to get started and to create a running habit. If there's anyone that should not be running, if you have an injury, overcoming injuries and start starting to run again, the five reasons why you are 100% not too old to start running, the reasons why you think you hate running, and why it's so hard to start running, and how you can stay accountable to your goals, and the benefits of running. We talk about her morning routine, self-care practices. We talk about so much more in this episode. In the show notes is links where you can find Beth and get in contact with her and my own Instagram pages. If you enjoyed this episode, please, please, please go to where you listen to your podcast, leave a rating and review. This helps so other people can find my podcast and it helps with certain episodes and people can search and find episodes that people really enjoyed. If you know someone who will like and enjoy this episode, please share it with them, text them, send them a link 
Leave this in your stories and tag myself and Beth and enjoy this episode. Welcome back to Fit, Fun, and Frazzled. I'm your host, Nikki Lanigan, and today I'm joined by Beth Baker. She is a certified running coach that knows how bad running sucks until it doesn't. In addition to her passion for running, she loves tacos, beer, and she also hosts her own podcast, Why We Run. Hi, Beth. Thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Um, so first I want to ask, how did you get into being a certified running coach? Yeah. So I had a horrible job in corporate America and <laughs> I cried every day, um, <laughs> as you do. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, um, I hired, it was like, I was 29 years old and I hired a life coach. And, um, I had just started running at that point. I did my first marathon and I was just kind of hooked into it. I was not mm-hmm. a, a natural runner. So it took me a long time to figure it out. Um, and I wanted to start my own business and I knew how hard it was for me to start running. It took a, like, yeah. it, it just, I didn't think that that was normal. I mean, I thought, I, yeah, I thought that was not normal, but the more people I talked to about it, they were like, yeah, well, how did you start? I'm like, I know it's really hard. So, um, just got a spark of, uh, an idea going, Hey, it'd be cool to like teach people how to start running. Yeah. And that was 17 years ago. That's awesome. Why do you, why do you think people think that they do hate running? Yeah. It's like a, it's a serious, um, like thing that happens in your head is a fight or flight uh, mechanism, like a primal fear. Mm -hmm. And when you, it happens. I think it happens more with women. I work with primarily women and when they start running, they think that they're in danger. So oh. all of the bells and whistles go off and the alarms go off in your head. Um, and you're just so like crazy about it. You know, so like, it's like something's wrong. Something's wrong. I'm getting, I'm getting chased or I'm going yeah. after something. So once I tell people that that's happening, it's, um, they're, they're aware of it. So they, they know it's not like a, they're not gonna, they're not gonna die because <laughs> I've heard yeah. people think that they're gonna die. And that's what like an endorphin dump is like when people start running, is that your body's preparing to die. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh so it's just like, you know, nice to know that for one thing, and then also to just um getting them to um relax and like get distracted by that. So yeah. What about why do some people think they're too old? Mm. Um, to start running. Yeah. That's like the, been the narrative for, you know, a long time. It just like just recently, because women have, um, you know, in, in my lifetime have been told that their uteruses were going to fall out. Um, that's crazy. I know. <laughs> and they used to not be able to were they weren't allowed to run marathons. Right. Right. Yes. They were. Yeah. On, on, yeah it wasn't like, again, the first woman who ran the Boston marathon, Catherine Schweitzer, uh, what was, she was a writer. So she put her name, she entered her name at like KW Schweitzer <sighs> because she was a writer. That's how she wrote her name. And it, she wasn't yeah. trying to mis- mislead anybody, but she got in there and they actually tried to pull her off of the course and she's still alive and she's still running marathons and she's still faster than I am. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she, so, uh, yeah, it's, uh, so you have that narrative of that something's wrong and that it's a man's sport and, uh, but mm-hmm. it ter- turns out now, like with ultra marathoning, that women have are kind of getting close to surpassing men. 
mm-hmm. um, because it turns out we have a might have a p- higher pain tolerance and yeah. um, we can mitigate um, those things uh, might be might, maybe a little bit better. So there's a chance that we could actually start beating men in that's cool. long, long distance running. Yeah. yeah, I know. It's crazy. Yeah. Who like who's the oldest client that you've seen come to you? Yeah, I had a lady who uh, was 69 and she just started running when she was 65. Tall, Great. tall woman. Yeah. And she um, she started running when she was 65 and uh, her daughter helped her run and she ran her first marathon, just naturally a, like a fast runner. And mm-hmm. oh. for for the Boston Marathon, you have to qualify. So you have like, there's a qualifying time to get into it. And she wasn't, she didn't know what that was. And so she finished the marathon. They go, hey, congratulations, you qualified. And she goes, great, qualified mm-hmm. for what? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, she, she came to me at like 69 just to run with other people and mm-hmm. and just socialize and have fun. But yeah, it's just, um, and like my running partner is, I mean, she's not old at all. She's uh, started running when she was 50 and she's um, running now currently and tr- training and has been running uh the all the deserts of the world oh that's and, cool. and but 250 k's so wow. uh yeah all over like a, over a period of a couple few days and she's just plucking those off she was just in antarctica she's going to go to the gobi desert pretty soon um wow i know <laughs> she just started running at 50 that's awesome i yeah have run like 5k's 10k's i've done a, ha- a few half marathons i've never done a full but my goal is I'm 44. So mm-hmm. before I turn 50, I do want to run a full marathon and I want to do the Disney one. Cause I've heard that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It's really popular and just so much fun for like, your eyes to like see p- different people, different bodies, different shapes. And then, of course it's all distraction. So you just, yeah, you just, mm-hmm. you, it's the happiest place on earth, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so you hear about the, the couch to 5k. Mm-hmm. How do you suggest like a client, how do they, they go from the couch to just even running? Yeah, uh, it's, I, I always highly recommend just getting in a habit of, of moving first mm-hmm. before, before they can come see me that I like for the people to have like a walking habit um, right. of like 30 to 40 minutes a day. Um, and then from there, as long as they have that time in their day and they, they are dedicated to that, then it becomes just like adding, sprinkling a little running in and then a little more and a little more. Mm-hmm. And then pretty soon they're running. And of course, you know, like running the whole time isn't the goal. It's whatever your goal is. So yeah. um, just having it to where they, they need to take walk breaks, they can and making it fun for them and making it accessible. So they're not um, having to like stress out their body and go, they go slow. People go slow. And that's, yeah, that's like revolutionary for people to hear that they can go slow. Mm-hmm. That's my oldest. We used, it was probably um, like the COVID lockdown. Mm-hmm. We would do um, start running a mile, and she would like take off sprinting. And I'm like, no, 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 no! You don't have to start off sprinting. Let's just pace ourselves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's good. That's a kid, that's a kid thing, you know. And yeah, I, I have I have adults do that now. They just like take off really fast. And I'm like, let's let's get our bodies warmed up first. Cause just, you're just doing double the work if you're sprinting from the get-go because your body isn't warmed up. So it needs to compensate for that. And you're going sprinting on top of that. So it's just wearing out your body really fast. Yeah. But kids don't, I mean, kids, that, that's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> they don't need to warm up. <laughs> um, what are the biggest benefits of becoming a runner? 
Um, I, I'm a, an efficient junkie. I love being things all coming together. So when you think about, um, all of the like chemicals, your, your brain needs like dopamine, mm-hmm. oxytocin, um, you can all kind of get that from like a social run. You get the outdoor yeah. aspect of it. You get the socialization where, so we're going slow. So people are able to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And I tell people they can't talk. You could just have, you know, be the really uh, popular listener where you just ask a question and then start writing. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and then they're running on top of that, which is just, you know, unfold so many, um, so many guests in your, in your brain. There's, um, you know, there's, uh, you know, all the chemical reactions and just the, and also to the, um, the bone density is really helpful from just, mm-hmm. especially for being a woman, the pounding, um, increases that too. So it's like, it's like exponentially wonderful. Yeah. Do you recommend like a difference between actually running outside or indoors on a treadmill or it doesn't matter? Yeah. Oh, I mean, if, if <laughs> we live in Seattle, <laughs> so we have a lot in of Cleveland. Rain. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, if it's, if it's elemental out there, um, uh, do whatever you can do. I mean, don't, mm-hmm. let, so, I mean, that's, it's not a, it, it's, it's good. You'll feel better at the end, no matter what you do. Um, but, uh, I mean, the fresh air just is nice to have that. Yeah. And, it, and it, when you're running on the road and out to, on trails, you use different muscles in your legs. So that's nice too, but treadmills are great. I mean, I, you can watch your shows. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, why do you think, um, running above all is wait, what, why do you advocate for running above all other forms of exercise um just it's not I mean I personally that's my favorite again right of the the efficiency and I I really don't I think I like the idea having like the trifecta of fitness where you're there's strength and there's flexibility and there's cardio so this is just a cardio aspect of fitness Mm -hmm. that's why to think of those in the three um and hopefully you're stretching after your run I'm Mm -hmm. terrible about it um but um, hopefully you can get some stretching in afterwards. But yeah, just the social aspect of it. And um, you, I mean, you're not on your phone. You're not, you're, yeah. just, you're just in the moment. And you mm-hmm. don't get that very often. And I, we, um, we went trail running on, I go trail running on for every Friday. And then there's that nature aspect where you're just like, you know, forest bathing. Yeah. And I was out with like five women on Friday. We went for a 10 mile run. And it was just, it was magical. We're like going through streams and like got all muddy. We felt like like little kids. I'm like, yeah, that was great. <laughs> we were tired, yeah. tired at the end, but it was just so like, I mean, I'm almost 50 and like, that's you know something you don't get to do that much. And mm-hmm. um, it was really fun. Yeah. Is there anyone that you would suggest that shouldn't run? Um, well, I mean, it's a... Yeah, if, if you have two legs and you are able-bodied, of course, right? That's the other. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and I think that it's I'm not. It is not the cure-all. It's not the cure-all at all. But mm-hmm. um, um, but having any kind of exercise program, I think, is vital for any for everybody. Yeah. And um, wherever you can start, you start where you can, and then go from there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I it's just moving. You have to move. Yeah. And it's, it's not talked about because it's such against like 
the medical function, you know, that it's, it's, it has so many benefits that you, um, that are just unfold so quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, we just had a woman join the class and she was, um, had, she was pre-diabetic and she had her, um, blood pressure was a little high just from genetic and she's, you know, a super healthy woman. And I'm like, gosh, she just got her tests before the class. I'm like, please let me know what they are. Like, you know, like in two months, because those numbers I've heard, I mean, I've do, been doing this for 17 years. Those numbers like plummet. I mean, f- from, from couch to 5k, it's just yeah. amazing. Um, and you don't get the, the feeling of like, there's not a lot of weight loss that happens in that time. Mm-hmm. Um, you really have to kind of stick to it. And I'm not a, a weight loss advocate at all. So we talk about how it feels and like how much healthier you are, as opposed to, uh, you know, like a number on a scale. So um, we really kind of focus on that aspect. Yeah. yeah. My, okay. so I, oh, sorry, what were we going to say? No, I said kind of got to wait, wait for the question, but go oh, ahead. Sorry. No. Um, I ran track in middle school and I didn't in high school because I was a cheerleader and I was just, I'm better at tumbling. Yeah. Well, so I thought, so I was just a cheerleader in high school, but I always like ran and, um, like my senior year of high school, I got like the presidential fitness award and like I set, you know, like physical fitness tests, like running the fastest mile and stuff. And then I remember after my first daughter, um, I started running immediately again after I had her and my husband's five years older than me, but when he turned 35, he kind of had his midlife crisis and started exercising and running then. And he never had heartburn again after he started running. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It's, I mean, like it's, it's, uh, it really is kind of crazy. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I've heard things like that just time and time again about, um, you know, diabetes going away, you know, like type two diabetes going away. Um, and I, my, my, my father-in-law started running late in his life and he goes, it is like the fountain of youth. I'm like, I know it's, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And my dad still runs. He's 78. And, oh, wow. And That's he's great. so, he's so funny. Cause he has a, you know, he have a, they have a golden, golden retriever. And he's like, gosh, I would just like to be a little bit faster. And I'm like, you know, dad, at your age, <laughs> I don't think that's the goal. I think it's just to keep going. He's like, yeah, oh, okay. but yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Um, how do you suggest someone um, start running again after overcoming an injury? I'll use myself for an example. Yeah, like, please. Okay. The, uh, the last half marathon I ran was probably four years ago and I ended up getting a stress fa- fracture. Mm. So I stopped kind of running over three miles since then. So still right now I'm only running, I won't go more than three miles. And then last year my back went out and I've been dealing Mm. with back issues for since last March. So I'm still scared to go over three miles. Yeah. I'm sorry. That sucks. (laughs) It's just, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have, uh, and a stress fracture is kind of, uh, we have a lot of those in the Pacific Northwest as well, because the lack Mm -hmm. of vitamin D and the cal- calcium combination. So um, again, I'm not a doctor, but that's what my yeah, doctor has yeah. told me. Mm-hmm. No, so, I've been told I have low vitamin D and I'm vegan. So I have low vitamin D. <laughs> yeah. So just, to, yeah, you, you know what to do. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's so, um, but it's that fear that your, your body has created around those wounds. Mm-hmm. And it really is. I mean, it is like, it's like any kind of like emotional um, scar. You don't yeah. want to go, you don't want to go around it. You want to you don't want to go through it because it's scary. Cause of course it's, you know, not broken, but it's, it's been hurt. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Just being kind to yourself and going really slow 
Mm-hmm. And, and you know, like, what are your overall goals? If your overall goal is to do a half marathon, just go slowly and just um, yeah. feel it out and, you know, make sure that you, and, you know, it, the fact is that it's, especially for your uh, stress fracture, it's stronger than it was before. No, that's good to know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> any kind of breakage, you're, it's just going to have extra, um, yeah. extra things there to, to heal it. So, um, so and yeah, even you saying, oh, sorry. No, yeah, go <laughs> As- even you saying go slower, I think I need to hear that because in my mind, I'm still thinking like, I need my, you know, I still need to go under nine minutes a mile, nine minutes miles and like get back to 830 where, where I'm 44 now, mm-hmm. probably not going to be running eight minute miles anymore. <laughs> like it's okay to go slower. And I need to tell yeah. myself that. Yeah, when you're going slower too, you're also um, making those foundation bigger muscles stronger mm-hmm. to help help with that bone um, strength. Yeah. So those those fast muscles, those really teeny tiny fast muscles um, that you use when you're going fast, um, don't really help stabilize stabilize mo- bones. So oh. the, the slower you go, um, and you can go fast, but I'll only go fast for like one day a week. But yeah. The rest of your, you can just go nice and slow and just kind of get your heart rate back up and just take it easy. And then, you know, make sure you can feel like you feel like you, you know, want to. Yeah. I mean, my, my perfect run is three miles. I go out for three miles and that's, that's, I get all the stuff. <laughs> I get all the mm-hmm. and everything like that. So um, it's just whatever your goal is. How many miles a week do you usually run or does it change? It, it changes. Um, I, when I started my business, um, I was running, I used to run one-on-one with people just to help them get past that. The first, you know, the first mile is just the worst and mm-hmm. and people don't know that that's why they stopped running and that's why they hired yeah. me. And we just do groups now, but back when I started my business, I was running with one-on-one and it was right after I had my son and I would like just meet people like you know, 12 o'clock, one o'clock through, and then I would go up to like 20 miles a day. It was, nuts. oh gosh. I yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then with a, a newborn, um, uh, wasn't smart, but, yeah. um, I I'm training for something right now. Um, so I'm up to about 40 miles a week, which is a lot. Um, but I'm going really slow and, mm-hmm. uh, just, uh, try to make, try to keep it married. I like 25 or 30 is usually my default. Okay. Yeah, I run with a couple, a couple times with friends, a couple of times by myself, and then I trail run as well. And then run okay, with, and run with a group. So then, for your business that you coach, is it you run with the group together? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, like and that. it's fun because it's like uh, people are pack runners. Mm-hmm. Um, they talked about that in that uh, book, Born to Run. They call it the Tarahumara Indian uh, Indians. I think it was yeah. Yeah. <laughs> from, <laughs> from Mexico. And, mm-hmm. um, they, they saw how, when they were traveling together, they could go so far, so much farther. Yeah. Um, and because you're, you're like, that's a herd almost. Mm-hmm. And so just being in a group together and running and talking, it's just, it, it, you really get lifted away. And I'm sure you felt that with 5k races. Yeah. It, um, it's just the power of the pack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really cool. Besides running. What else would you consider you do for self-care? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fledgling um, musician. I just started oh. playing bass uh, a few years ago, especially during COVID. And mm-hmm. um, I just joined a band. Uh, and that 
I, I grew up with music. I love music. That's like my second language. I really love it, but I never knew how to play. So yeah. um, that's bringing me a lot of joy. And um, it's, you know, it's not, it's like running. It's like the first, it's, you know, it's a practice because it's not fun for a while. Yeah. And, um, but once it get, you know, once the things kind of start opening up and you got, you know, kind of find a, a groove, <laughs> so to say, mm-hmm. um, it really becomes really fun. Um, and I write for myself, uh, a lot too. So, um, that's been, yeah, really cool. Um, I, yeah, running is, uh, self-care I think, but it's also needed (laughs) yeah it's like mental emotional physical (laughs) everything (laughs) I know my son was talking he's like gosh your sister's so anxious and your mom's so anxious like why aren't you anxious I'm like I run I mean I see a a therapist too of course but it's uh it's all the things you know it's uh, yeah putting myself on the list basically Mm -hmm. that's yeah that's true put yourself on that list do you have a morning and or a nighttime routine that you could share with us um, I, um, I try really hard to meditate at yeah. least for like five minutes and it kind of comes and goes, but I, it's, I've been doing a, so much like, you know, falling off the running wagon. Like I've, I've been doing it so much that I, if I do fall off, I know I'll get back right into it. Um, and just, you know, journal a little bit and, mm-hmm. um, and get off to my day. Uh, yeah. I've got, a, got a kid too. So get him off mm-hmm. to school. And, um, that's, you know, walking my dog. That's my, you know, it's also self-care too for, yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, just me and the dog. <laughs> Where can everyone find you? And I'll leave all this in my show notes. Oh yes. Thank you. Um, I'm at uh, runningevolution.com. Um, and then I also have a Instagram and Twitter feed at <laughs> running evolve. Um, yes, I think that's, all the socials and your podcast I said this at the beginning but yeah your podcast why we run (laughs) yeah so yeah I did uh I started actually doing um interviewing people while we were actually running before the pandemic so we we would interview people yeah put little microphones on their uh, yeah baseball brims of our hats and then I would run with them so there's a lot of heavy breathing and (laughs) um birds and dogs and bicycles and it was really fun and then the pandemic happened and so Mm -hmm. I started doing it like this on zoom but i'd like to, to do it back out and do it um in person again because it was super fun yeah yeah so yeah That's well thank one. you for coming on it was really nice meeting with you and talking with you thank you so much this has really been fun thank you guys for tuning into this week's episode with beth baker go to my show notes see where you can connect with her don't forget her podcast is why we run you can also head to www.runningevolution.com or connect with her at Coach Beth at runningevolution.com. Don't forget, if you really enjoyed this episode, please go to Apple or iTunes, Spotify, iHeartMedia, wherever you listen to your podcast, leave a rating and review. If you share it in your stories, tag myself and tag Beth. Share it with someone else you think would enjoy. And as always, take care of yourself this week. Check in with yourself. See what you need. Pour into your own cup and put your oxygen mask on first. Make sure you are sending yourself love and gratitude. Have a great rest of your week, guys.